you so much. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing? Whoa, way lag on the on my own end here. Um, how's everyone doing tonight? Um, so, uh, without further ado, let's actually just get right over to the players. Check out all the one-ups that we still have from last session uh, with uh, Morharan, Julia, and Timic having all of those. Um, and um, as always, just so you guys are aware, there is a dice giveaway at the break. Uh, make sure you stick around for that so you can get to see your code and enter for your chance to win in the chat. Um, merch store, it is live still. Uh, make sure you check out the panels below or links below or link in wherever you're watching this on. Uh, make sure you guys check that out. We got a lot of cool items like the, uh, the phone cases and the stickers and all that kind of cool stuff. So check that stuff out um, with the artwork that you actually see on here from uh, the Sleepy Sorceress that you see on all the characters' little uh, screens there. So pretty cool. I love it. Um, also, you know, we have that Discord community. Um, we're also running a new segment on the stream that's actually going to be on Thursdays. The DM stream is moving to that Thursday time slot at 9 p.m. And we actually break down a lot of your homebrew submissions. So if you want to get your homebrew uh, evaluated on stream and kind of um, kind of looked at by the community, make sure you just drop it in the homebrew yeah, submissions bitch. there on Discord. Um, through the use of channel points bits, you can impact the dice in real time, um, which you can kind of see from all the little plus ones around our players' character sheets. Um, what's going on, Chef Hunter? Nice to see you. Um, also, thanks Misfit Live for the follow as we're getting started here. Um, but those channel bit points and bits can have an impact on the game in real time. Uh, just look at the panel down below to kind of see how you can have an impact on the game. There's actually some other secret ones for different bit totals that are above those levels if you actually can unlock them. So let's see if you guys can. Um, and then finally, we have a newsletter. Um, so that actually just recently started. Uh, we'll actually have the first issues of that coming out. Uh, later next week, um, if you guys want to enroll in that newsletter just to get some updates on what's going on with the channel, some Dungeon Master tips, also just kind of a sneak peek behind the production of everything that you see here, in addition to the content creation that we do for YouTube and all that kind of stuff, check that out. There's a link down below for the newsletter. Just submit your email and first name, and we'll get that stuff going to you so you guys can get a sneak uh, peek behind the scenes. Um, also, you can also get, um, you actually will get the monster staff blocks, once they're defeated, of course, of any of the monsters that we use that are kind of like major enemies here, uh, maps, and all kinds of other cool stuff, so make sure you check that out. Um, Ashley, what do you got going on? Um, we don't have anything too, too new, as you guys um, know. Uh, we have DM Power Hour every Sunday at 8.30 uh, p.m. EST, Icewind Dale Monday, uh, 1.30 p.m. EST. Um, and then we have Extra Life this Sunday. Uh, me and our DM from our tree one through that is going to be playing in a Vampire the Masquerade one-shot. And I'm very excited to introduce my Torador. Um, <laughs> no new um, interviews on YouTube at the moment, but I will have a few interviews up for um, extra life on the tread raiders uh twitch channel so you guys can check those out and uh yeah that's that's all we have for right now awesome um ben um last we checked uh, do you have anything new coming out or is it uh kind of like steady as she goes right now i know you've had a lot going on with the J yeah steady as she goes we actually are talking to uh some people about doing like some editing since our editor is kind of uh up there with his situation right now um mm -hmm. so as we know more, we'll, uh, we'll let you know. Absolutely. Um, and I want to thank all of you who are coming here to kind of enjoy your... Um, I know some of the folks here aren't in the States, but I appreciate those of you who are, who are taking the time out of your evening to kind of escape kind of the craziness that's going on with the election and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's very important. We hope that you guys all went out and voted today uh, or previously voted or mailed in, whatever you had to do um, to get your voice heard. So we appreciate the support that you guys want to kind of spend your evening with us. It's awesome. 
Um, last we left off. I voted for the first time. Congratulations! <laughs> nice. Um, so, last we left off. Our adventurers spent most of their session fending off a number of attacks by the Duragar army, repositioning all of their troops in an attempt to kind of keep them from taking over different lands over the, in the uh, area of northern Theoba. After defeating the first wave of attacks, scouts learned of a second wave, uh, including a very large monstrosity that was known to travel with a particular unit of men. Um, almost losing Timberwood in the process, the group was able to aid uh, the Crimson Regiment and the army in fending off these assaults and kind of repositioning troops accordingly, uh, meeting this um, large beast in the field, which they found out to be uh, known as, what is colloquially known as a Grey Render. Um, in a tense battle that saw a number of these companions and adventurers go down for the first time, Shirley was able to get a final blow on the beast, screaming in its face with his bloody rage within him, willing himself to defeat his foe. And that is actually basically where we left off at the end of last session. You guys are all now headed into the warm evening, um, the warm winter evening um, here, um, kind of in, on the battlefield. Um, and for point of reference for everybody, just so that way they can see, uh, we're going to go over to the uh, the stream, uh, the map here, just to kind of get you guys all situated so you can see where we are. Um, we're going to try and pull everybody over there right now. Uh, so, this is kind of where we left off as far as, like, everything else is concerned. Um, thanks, Platinum Dice, for the plus one uh, for the DM. Um, so, you guys actually, you're hidden underneath this guy. You're not supposed to be because he's gone. Um, so, you guys recently just defeated that unit there. And then there goes the minus one. <laughs> um, so uh, you all, <laughs> so that'll just uh, offset everybody. <laughs> um, but um, so you folks know um, that you've taken care of this foe, and you guys are all kind of going to rest here, just outside of what used to be Dewhurst, um, here in the northern Theoba area. Um, and with that, um, I guess what did you guys decide to call yourself? The Teeth of Nulgrim. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Well, I would very much like Foundry to load for me so I could... <laughs> oh yeah, that's fair. Um, that is always fair. I, mean, I, always... I got the stream up in another window so I can like kind of... Like... There you go. I finally moved the screen over so you guys can see it. Um, are we like, still on the battlefield or are we having rested or... You guys haven't quite rested. You um, just kind of like are at the end of this battle, yeah. kind of worn, um, fresh off the battle. You just won, but you know that the war is far from over yet. But you guys are kind of all settling in for the night with your other troops that have survived this battle and kind of just settling in and making sure and like kind of taking stock of your wounded and stuff like that and kind of just preparing for whatever the next day comes to, comes to throw at you. That was some fight, guys. Felt like we were paddling with one oar. That was, uh, that was something. You actually went down for once, Maury. That, uh, didn't feel great. I, I realize we're kind of in the middle of, uh, nowhere land, but if we could find somewhere to lay down, I sure as heck could use a nap. Absolutely. I think we can really use a healer. Uh, I can at very least play us a restful song. <laughs> Please do. The bagpipes. Do you... <laughs> really get me rested. This is gonna sound crazy. But... So... You guys know that Drow... 
females are mostly, not all of us, but mostly are clerics, divine. And watching you guys fall in battle and not being able to help has, I don't know. It's really, um, it's really done something. What do you mean by something? I want to, I don't know, Maury, maybe try talking to, can you talk to a deity? Is that how it works? Do I just start praying? And I don't know. You're asking the wrong fella. So, my father is a paladin. And the way he explained it to me is his was a choice, right? Like he, you know, he chose to follow his God. Um, and he he's, you know, somewhat proficient spellcaster himself. Uh, he has abilities. Um, but as far as that goes, I, I think, you know, like you're saying, if, if you're speaking of clerics for your people's deity, um, then I feel that it's more of like they are chosen through their, you know, through this initiation that uh, that you avoided. Not not to say that that's a bad thing. I, you know, very happy to have you here. But you know, what what price are they paying for that power, really? I don't know. I don't. I've never wanted that power, but I'm watching you guys and the feeling of feeling so helpless of not being able to help Maury or help Timic or help you, Shirley. I, it's, I mean, I can help with trying to kill the bad guy, but what good is that when you guys are laying there and I can't do nothing about it? I would just hate for you to lose who you are, who you've always been, just because I fell one time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm up. We'll, we'll make do. If it's my time to go, it's my time to go. That's the way it works. But I, I mean, I'll support you in anything you do. You know that. I love you, but I love you too. Honey. I don't want you to be something different because of me. It's it's a weird feeling. And I don't think it would change who I am. I don't even know if I can. If it's a deity or would allow me to be holy. I don't know. How do you be holy? Well, I mean, my power doesn't come from at least as far as I'm aware, any sort of deity, it's it's a skill. Uh, how you say the words in time with the music, or for me, it's more 
it's more of a presence of mind. I, I, I can do it with song, but a lot of times it just comes out as shouts or, you know, where, where the words are coming from, if that makes any sense. Um, I can try and teach you some of that if, if you would like. I mean, at this point, I will be willing to learn whether it be nature or <laughs> learning a song or I don't know. But I, watching you guys fall really kind of struck something. I kind of take a look around at all the dead, disgusting bodies. And I'm like, well, uh, I don't think we're going to find any answers out here. Mm -hmm. let's, uh, let's head back to the closest town and kind of take some stock of where we are. And uh, let's find you somebody that might be able to get you some answers. Sure. Um, so I'll actually hand out as well. Uh, I'll hand everybody a potion of healing because apparently I have a couple that I totally forgot about. <laughs> so, like, I, 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 you know, that's one of those things too. Like, I feel like that's in character. Like, it's probably one of those things. Red's not used to carrying his own equipment or, you know, all that kind of stuff just yet. Um, so, yeah, like, he's like, kind of like adjusting his bag and he hears this clinking noise and he's like Whoosh. you know and like just so let's say uh let's see one two three four yeah i've uh i've got two you can uh maybe divvy those out to the others if they don't have anything i'll, I'll be all right okay yeah so anybody who doesn't have one i'll you know i believe i have a couple if i'm not mistaken uh Shirley, I believe you, you you gave me the two I have. No. <laughs> I think you've done an adequate job of uh, trying to keep us up and around. I just maybe might be a little bit too lazy to take a sip out while I'm in the midst of a battle. Well, you're too stubborn, Moharan. That's probably more like it. I didn't even get hit last fight, so. <laughs> you were like upfront and personal. You were, it was. You were amazing. I just kept striking him with lightning. I mean, that storm is above us. I just channeled right into it. Yeah, I am so proud of you. I have to say, if I had the option to stand a little bit out of the fray and zap things with lightning bolts, I, I would definitely take it because that was pretty awesome. That was really I enjoyed awesome. Heard it all. It was actually like a it was like a short rest for me. I was laying, laying down on my broom and striking stuff with lightning. Can you do that every time? Yeah. Might get boring for me, you know. But yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. Well, we don't want you to get bored, Timmy. <laughs> here's the deal. Bored in a fight. Here's the deal. You can do that, and I'll just keep, like, hacking and slashing them with my sword but only if you can be on the other side of them oh you, you want me flanking with you uh yeah instead of flying off in the distance <laughs> <laughs> well i guess you could fly you can you fly and flank at the same time 
can't spell flank without fly, FL. <laughs> that, that didn't make sense. Well, and then there's a there's a vowel in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know these highfalutin words you're talking about, but now that it's stomach. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Uh, let's get some rest. This, so let me go ahead and do my song of rest. So we're just going to do a short rest real quick? Yeah, is that what your guys' plan is right now? Yeah, I was going to say, if we have time, that would definitely be nice. Um, yeah, you guys definitely have time to uh, take a short rest here before. I mean, it's kind of in the afternoon, evening time right now, but uh, you guys would have the ability to take a short rest as part of it in case you wanted to kind of prepare just in case if anything kind of comes at you in the night. Okay, yeah. So everybody gets to roll an extra D6. And add it to their thanks, thanks, because I didn't get hit. <laughs> well, you know, you can do a little jig. You didn't get hit. <laughs> oh, I was man. down a few times there, buddy. <laughs> Timic takes a short rest, period. <laughs> <laughs> he like hops off the broom. <laughs> okay, where to next? Awesome. You said it's a D6 we, we get in addition, or D8? D6. Uh, oh, I forgot how to do. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. Yeah, the do-do. Yeah, you want to do the do-do. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Um, for anyone who didn't know, uh, the players did level up last session. I did forget to mention that at the end. Um, so we'll get to kind of see some of their new abilities here now for level six um, as we kind of continue to move through this. So that'll be fun. I got some cool abilities. I got a couple surprising tricks up my sleeve. As you guys go to sit down for your short rest and you guys go ahead and roll your hit dice. Um, the evening, it's um, the rain has kind of started to lift a little bit. Uh, it's, um, again, still kind of warm, even though it's still uh, what is normally considered wintertime here um, in this part. And normally this area would be normally just covered in snow. Um, temperatures would be probably closer down near freezing, but for whatever reason, it's balmy. It uh, kind of feels like summer still, even though it's not anywhere close to summer. Mm, so it's Florida. It's, yeah, it's it's kind of Florida, but it's supposed to be uh, New England. Fair. So was there anything of value on the battlefield? Um, you can go ahead and give me an investigation check if you'd like to check out. I'll do that with them. Okay. Uh, you guys have the ability to use your plus ones if you guys so choose as well. I'll let Corey do it. Okay. Seeing that he wants to help, I'll allow him to roll for it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, with a 20 on your investigation check, you kind of continue to look around um, as you uh, kind of pick through the battlefield. Uh, just because you rolled so high, you are able to kind of you are able to pick some gold off of the different bodies and stuff like that. There is a number of um, units here, so you guys find what amounts to be 50 gold pieces between all like the kind of bodies that are strewn here. You are able to find a number of hand axes, Mori, so you can actually um, 
I mean, there's basically a hand axe or a pipe. It's what it is. It's a miner's pick, but it can be it can service as a hand axe for your purposes. Um, you can find as many as you damn well please here on the battlefield. There is a n number of bodies of Duragar um, kind of strewn out here. Um, and there is also wow. a very giant um, monstrosity um, also on the battlefield um, that's got some fairly, uh, if you guys recall, very large kind of teeth with these kind of like glowing, well now burst, uh, what were glowing kind of uh, green eyes on the side. And these very large giant jaws with these um, very fairly large claws as well. Nothing like you've ever seen, um, but you, the soldiers here have kind of coined this thing as a gray render. Um, is what they've decided to call it, and you guys actually—it's um, something very unnatural, not not uh, something that would normally be found in this realm. You guys think the uh, this gray render would maybe fetch us some coin back at the uh, our guild? That's what I was thinking. Try to take a trip in this. DM, I would like to do something. Yes. What would you like to do, Juliet? I would like to cut the heads off of a few Durgar, and I would like to try to juggle them. Okay. Um, that's totally fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's totally normal. Totally normal. Going we'll come back to the Grey Render. Let's, 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 let's just see how this uh, goes. How this plays out. Um, I was with you up till a certain point. I know, right? It's like, let's pause for station identification and see how this goes down. Um, so for that, uh, go ahead and give me... Um, Go ahead and give me a give me an attack roll. Okay. So do do do. You can use your plus one if you so choose. Nah. Twenty three. Um. So you you are able to kind of um as you kind of go around cut the heads off of. How many do you want to cut? How many heads do you want to juggle? Hmm. I'm going to try three. Three? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a performance check. <laughs> because you are juggling three, it might be more difficult than juggling two. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and give it a try. Okay. And as always, you can use your plus one. Would you like to use your plus one? Let me see what I got. Um, you got a nine. <laughs> sure, I'll use my plus one. Okay. And then apparently you have another one, so I'll give it right back to you. Um, according to the according to the chat. So, um, you try to juggle it. Um, you see, uh, you all kind of see this display of. You see Julia kind of wander over to these uh, Duragar and start chopping off heads and. I mean, you've seen her kind of like swing her sword at inanimate objects before or after battle. So you kind of just kind of roll your eyes like, oh, that's just what she does. Um, but uh, you see her then kind of pick them up by the, some of them, like, they don't really have a ton of hair, but she like kind of picks them up by the beards and starts trying to like throw them up in the air. And she, she tries really hard. She gets about like two throws in and then they all just kind of, one of them just kind of like sloshes over and some like blood kind of falls out and just kind of sprays across her face. She goes, Ugh! And, uh, she just kind of, and she ends up dropping them at her feet um, and wipes kind of like the little bit of uh, gore that kind of fell out of one of them. Um, yeah, so you're kind of uh, soaked in Duragar blood now. Um, 
I was already soaked into our car blood. Now you're just bathing in it. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll clean up anybody who wants to be clean with prestidigitation. I'll just Okay. Uh, that was That was fun. Yeah, it was it was something. That's right. I've seen worse. I'm, I'm sleep-deprived, Marty, okay? We've been battle. I'm soaked in blood. Let me have some fun with the Dorgar hey, heads. We all have things to, to decompress. You you do you. Yeah. I just end up kicking. I just kick a head to the side. I'm like, okay, they bore me now. Let's go check out this big, ugly bastard. So, uh, do you... Do any of you know what, uh, what might be worth it? I mean, are we talking about teeth and tire claws and whole head? I don't, I don't, do we know that? I mean, if we can get the whole head, that would be a pretty nice mount. All right. Maybe, uh, up on the wall, yeah. I think maybe take the claws too. Those, uh, even if the, the guild only wants the head for showmanship, I think these claws could go to, a. A craftsman of some—I don't know—handles, knives. Uh, they could be used. Yeah. Okay. We could do it. Give it a shot. I mean, like now, like my my curiosity is running. Like, I want to know what this like. Not that I want to face more of them, but I'd like to see inside of this thing. Can we cut it open? We could gut it. Yes, I guess we can defile it. Great beast. What would you like me to roll, DM? Um, I would like a survival check from whoever wants to participate in dismembering the beast. Um, either one of you can roll, or two of you can. Well, either two of you can roll, or one of you can roll at advantage. I will inspire whoever chooses to roll that. Cool. I'm going to roll it. All right. I will spend my inspiration, and you can add a D8 to your roll. Okay. That's a 14. And then I'm going to do uh, one D8. Yep. yep. Right. Hey, nice. Um, with a, with a twenty-two, uh, you begin to kind of dismember the beast. You are able to um, take a pretty good chunk, uh, or you're able to take the head. Basically, you're able to kind of saw through it. Um, the cervical bones of this creature are like nothing you've ever seen. They're almost as big as most people's like femurs. It doesn't make sense, but very like thick, long uh, kind of like cervical vertebrae here, um, which is a fancy way to say neck vertebrae. I'm going to geek out on you a little bit. Um, You're able to kind of saw through them um, over time. Um, And as you do, your sword continues to kind of still kind of like absorb a lot of this like kind of uh, viscous, uh, now kind of congealing purple ichor as you kind of saw through this thing. Um, You are able to kind of take the head and kind of put it aside if you ever wanted to use it for the purposes of mounting it or something like that. You might have to talk to specific individuals on how to um, accomplish that, but We'll come back to that. Um, as far as dismembering and gutting, as you kind of open um, into the chest cavity of this beast, um, you notice that this particular beast has uh, what appears to be um, almost 
two hearts. It's kind of strange how it's kind of uh, anatomy is kind of assembled. Um, in addition, it also, um, you kind of see from the depiction, um, the chest cavity is kind of almost barreled, um, much larger than a normal, like just a normal humanoid's chest would be, um, to kind of accommodate this extra organ that's in here. Um, other than that, it's pretty mundane. Obviously, the monster is very strong. A lot of the musculature and bony figures are elongated or enlarged compared to like a normal, um, like say humanoid. Um, but this was a bipedal um, creature, so it did stand upright. So it's got some very similar characteristics as well. Well, we got the head. There we go. Could we uh, attempt to get some claws or maybe even some... I don't know, maybe a piece of the pelt to make a, somebody could, you know, we could sell it for armor. I don't know. What, what should we try for? I was going to say, we should definitely take those hearts. I mean, organs are, I mean, I would assume like they work in alchemy, right? Like you can do stuff with dragon gizzards and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that seems to be more your wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'll, I'll get the hearts if you want them. I just don't know if they're useful, but if you want them, I'll get them. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that the claws, like you said, are a good idea. Um, so we're going to take various uh, gray rider. I kind of just dive into his chest and try to <laughs> cut, off, okay. cut off the two hearts. Uh, go ahead and give me a strength check. Maybe we should actually juggle the two hearts. I mean, Juliet, ju <laughs> juggle the two hearts. Give them to me. Let me do it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd say you have a plus one, but I don't think it's going to help you there. Um, you go in and, like, you can you can see the, the hearts are fairly large, so you can kind of see them within the chest cavity. Um, you go to try to dive in and kind of, like, almost put your hands on either side of the ribcage to kind of rip apart, and you're it feels like it's giving way a little bit, but it's very... I mean, you're a strong dude, but this is pretty tough. I'm going to have you give me one more strength check. This one's going to be at disadvantage to see if you can try to, like, snap the thing in, in two. I say, can I help him? You can right now because it hasn't come in yet. Okay. Without looking at the roll. <laughs> so if, if, if I help him, does that, is it a straight roll or...? Um, if you help him, it would be a straight roll, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't look. What, what, I, I mean, I want to assist him, but... Yeah, I mean, if you assist him, um, you have the option of using your plus one if you'd like more, Haran. I don't think it's going to help as much as I would. Okay. Um, so you go and you're going to... Even with... You got Shirley on one side, you on the other side. You kind of almost like lock your feet into like kind of like a, just underneath it. You kind of grab on with both hands. You guys both try to like lean back and push with all your might. Almost kind of like deadlifting against this thing. Jeez. This thing is not going to budge. Well, Can I mean, it's like a mall, so it's not surprising. Can I give it a try? <laughs> I swear. There's, uh, you absolutely can, Juliet. You can absolutely give it a try if you want to. I don't know if you're going to do it. But, I mean, we were in there, the two of us, but give it a shot. I mean, it's worth a shot. Uh, saving throw or ability check? 
Um, this is going to be a strength ability check. Disadvantage. <laughs> um, with a 16, um, Julia does something that you guys never expected. She actually comes over and kind of examines it for one second and kind of like thinks on it for a minute, takes her sword and kind of drives it into the chest. And then she, when she does so, it kind of like cracks the sternum. And when she does that, she's able to actually use her sword as a fulcrum to kind of pry one side off and one of the uh, sides of the ribcage just kind of cracks and ripples. You guys can hear like just this, I mean, obviously the sounds of the cracks, but it's almost, it almost shakes you like to the core as it just, you just hear this like loud, like um, as each one of the individual rib, ribs just kind of peels off. Um, kind of also revealing um, underneath the kind of like muscle tissue that was kind of in between each of the ribs. It then brings out this like kind of disgusting putrid, almost like sulfurous kind of smell. Nothing that you guys will need to roll for or anything like that, but just, it's very grotesque. It, it just, it's, it's gross. Ew. We loosened it up for you. You, uh, you never cease to surprise me. Here is your hearts. What would you guys do without me? See? They all did a lot of things. Yeah, we'd probably, we'd probably be a lot safer without you, honestly. <laughs> I love you too, Timic. Have a lot um, less fun. Fight nice, kids. <laughs> All right, we got so now that we're done vivisecting <laughs> this beastly boy. We gotta figure out where our next move is. Oh, shoot. You just point me into the direction that I gotta stab, and I'll stab. I think that might be the best idea here because these things just keep coming. So you might have to let the troops fend for themselves and go for the go for their general. I mean, that was the original plan, but things seem to be going in our favor, and we got sucked into battle after battle, so. Yeah. Uh, do keep in mind, um, if I'm not mistaken, oops, I think, I've, I think I've selected too many. There's a, there you have that one group of troops right here. Um, and this one here are technically also in your position here in Dewhurst because as a result of you guys kind of posturing and positioning yourselves accordingly um, around this one particular unit, you were able to have that kind of like advantage on kind of taking out some of the other units that were in the area. Um, so you guys do have uh, these two units are also in Dewhurst as well. Um, if that changes anything you guys want to do in your battle strategy kind of moving forward um, as you guys kind of like get ready to kind of give your orders um, this evening before the next day's worth of um battles and encounters sure i think uh, them and the nogram troops just march east and go down that line to go back down to timberwood just overwhelm them and we'll go fight the general yeah i agree i want i thought we should send some reinforcements down to the timberwood yeah 
are the halflings all dead or are they just like incorporated with the other troops now they're underneath the other ones they're because yeah. they're now being um bolstered by this other unit they're actually at the time like currently at the time like kind of protected in um yeah. in a certain sense of the word um there's not a whole lot of them left um and they're um yeah they're they, they're struggling a little bit All right, then yeah, these guys should definitely head down here. They can follow the road. They'll be there in what two days? Yeah. The Chesterfield uh, can go to there and just start yeah. going down the line if they can. The Nulgrim troops can follow them through. And um, do remember too yeah. that these that your troops that are on roads can travel a little bit faster. Yeah. So if the guys from Nulgrim want to come down to deer meadow or as close as they can get and then cut over yeah okay to start you know supporting these guys right to here all right so you want um these guys who are technically on top of you to kind of either go here or here oh you guys actually have two units there <laughs> oh nice forgot about that there's right. a, there was a stack like of units stacked there stacked them yeah yeah you guys did so there's Good actually guy. Physically, there's three units kind of on your position right now. Okay, yeah. Because... No, we should bring those three to fight the general, then. Or well, two. We didn't know about two of them, so we should bring them with us. Yeah, I was going to say, if we want to bring, you know, at very least one... Oh, yeah. At least. And then... Yeah. Because, I mean, this is pretty well fortified. We could leave one there just in case the worst happens, and they can pull back to Nulgrim. These guys, like you said, start working down the line. And then these guys meet up with them. These guys reinforce Timberwood. And us and the other unit go for the big guy. Okay. Um, so for the purposes of this, this um, unit here, like I said, it's on your location. Do you want him to move to that position or do you want him to move down here? Down here. Okay. I'll move him there. Um, where do you want this unit? He's technically on a road, um, so it'd be a half day's travel to, to, to Deer Meadow. He could probably get right here if you wanted him to. Yeah, let's go down there. Get him as close okay. to Timberwood as we can. Okay. And then, where do you want to go with this unit? Uh, Keep in mind that the uh, the guy, like yourselves, and the guy with the uh, other eye are also um, they've been informed on certain battle strategies and stuff like that, so they have a little bit of an advantage when going up against the other units as well. Yeah, then we'll bring those guys with us to fight the general. Okay. And then these guys here can move down down the road. Yep, and they can do that actually within a day, so that's not a problem. Awesome. All right, and so then that means you guys are kind of moving your way this way. Um, you want these guys to kind of support you at the same time? Yep. Okay. So for the purposes of this, um, I'm just going to move this one on the mountain for now just just for the sake of not uh clustering everything up um gotcha. so you guys have moved there they move there they move there everything's kind of in place um what do you want to do with this guy that's kind of fortified here on the hill even fortified i would think i was gonna say those those guys they're all getting medals because they have been <laughs> troopers like they have just been holding that that pass by themselves okay. since the beginning yeah, they basically have. <laughs> All right. 
Um, Shirley, go ahead and roll a d20, please. All right. So close at 19. It's okay. Uh, all right. So, um, I'm going to move some of these troops around really quick. Um, so, we've got two guys here that are both going to try to make attacks on Timberwood. Um, technically, they're offset by um, at a little bit of an uh, a disadvantage to the defender. Well, it actually kind of is a wash because they're fortified, but there's two units, but one of them's hurt, one of them's not. And so it kind of washes out. So it'll be kind of uh, just a straight contest. Okay. Make it to my annex. Um, you hear word from your scouts in the area that it basically kind of leads to another stalemate. Um, both sides kind of not really given much of an inch. So this siege continues to happen um, with you know, similar losses on both sides. Um, so for the case on this one, um, actually that guy's hurt. So you actually get another D6. Um, you hear um, actually that this unit here um, that was already pre-injured from its earlier onslaught actually does um, get defeated while this one here um, suffers a casualty um, or an injury basically. Um, while the rest of your troops kind of stand tall there um, in their current position. Uh, these guys up here in the north uh, kind of continue to move their way um, move their way north um, on their way there. Okay. Um, they don't run into any issues, but you do hear there's troop movements back towards the north. Um, this particular unit here um, continues to kind of move its way um, down towards south towards Deer Meadow. So they're going to actually run into this other unit that you have here. Um, it's going to be a straight contest. Um, leads to a stalemate. So we've got another injury on both sides here. And then this unit here moves in to replace that one. Um, I need uh, ability checks to uh, see if your guys' day of travel goes on uneventful. So, whatever you guys would like to do, um, kind of as you guys continue to travel, I will say that because you are being um, accompanied with another group of troops, you guys do have advantage on whatever skill ability checks that you want to do as you move forward. How would I be able to use deception? Why uh, to us so we're gonna win handedly? <laughs> I think you could use it to like cover our tracks or you know make it look like there's more of us going this direction just in case you know enemy troops come this way, something like that. So I would try to be, I would try to confuse like maybe different tracks or like multiple tracks. Um, you're trying to like throw off the scent basically you're trying to create artificial yeah. kind of tracks okay yeah i would allow that to be a deception check okay. understanding human behavior and what they you would expect them to think yeah all right uh with a 26 that is a success 
Um, you are able to kind of lay down what you feel is like kind of a really good set of like kind of misdirection. Uh, a lot of you at one point find a little stream where you can walk in. And you actually walk about about half a mile up the stream before you continue to keep going. So you actually wipe out any resemblance of your tracks being anywhere in a particular area. So um, you actually do a really good job, and that is a success. Um, what would the next group like? I would to like do? to fly up on my broom to get an overhead view and uh, just scout. See if it's gonna be any Abs imp Absolutely. Coming. Give me a perception check, Timic. You flying dwarf witch, you. Boundary's <laughs> pretty laggy for me, so. Yeah, it's okay. We'll we'll be patient. Um, okay. Uh, you do have a thirteen. You do have a plus one if you'd like to use it. Um, but that's up to you. Um. Uh, yeah. Why not? Okay. Um, so with a fourteen, uh, you are able to kind of fly up high. You don't really see anything. You kind of, you get a good gauge on like the position of these troops, and you actually kind of can see from your position, kind of like off in the distance, like that there is some sort of battle kind of happening here. Um, in this contested area over in this area okay. there if it actually pings um but as far as like anything dangerous or anything like that as you kind of fly over the tree line you don't currently see anything right now um but we'll come back to that if anything changes moron what would you like to do i'd like to uh keep an eye on everybody and uh just make sure i i see that their spirits are in the right place just okay check on everybody's disposition if you will Okay. Um, I'm going to allow you to make a persuasion or a performance check for that one, whichever you choose. Okay. Um, with a 19, you are able to kind of rally a number of the individuals that are there um, and actually kind of, you, f you find a small group kind of like um, off by themselves, kind of like, um, moping around, but you were able to kind of go up to them and kind of like reassure them that everything's fine. We're in a, we're turning the tide of this conflict, and you guys feel pretty confident things are going to go well for you. Um, and surely, All right. would you like to? Uh, I just want to use my athletics to like lead the charge, as it were. Like I want to be at the front of the column, and I'm going to be at the back of the column. Like I'm going to be everywhere. Like I'm just. If I see somebody lagging, I'm going to pick them up, get them back on their feet, you know, that sort of thing. All right, go ahead and roll on your athletics check. Yeah, uh, easily. With a 24, you are able to kind of rally the troops and um, continue to make sure that you're pushing forward um, and ensuring that none of the, uh, the ranks kind of separate or anything like that. You keep all the units kind of in place. Um, your well, day's phone is Camera's right. right now. Yeah, um, your day of travel goes through uneventful. Um, you guys do benefit from a long rest, so make sure you guys check all those boxes and dot all those T's and I's on your character sheets. Um, as you guys head into the next day, what would you guys like to do as far as positioning? And um, Shirley, go ahead and roll me another D twenty, please. All right. I got a my. My phone keeps asking me if I want to leave the meeting. <laughs> I'm not, oh. touch not touching the screen, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I know, right? That's Ghost hands. Ghost hands. Um, with that 18, you get word from your father that um, there is a unit um, that has been sent down to aid you that's made its way um, from the uh, Cloudspire Citadel um, that is currently now not injured. 
um, in Pinewall up here, just across the river up, up to the north. Uh, it's kind of hard to see off screen um, for the stream, but uh, way up there. Hell yeah. So right. not in the greatest position, but it's at least going to bolster your ability to kind of manipulate your defenses a little bit. Yeah. But you gather also from what your father said, this is probably the last um, kind of ditch amount of units that they can spare as they still need a number of units to kind of defend the Cloud Spire from the, uh, the giants that kind of meander their way, um, the stone giants that meander their way through the mountains there. Yeah. Okay. So we'll... You're tapped. <laughs> our move on the map. Yes, what would you guys like to do for your moves on the map? The Pine Mole folks need to go help these guys. Yes, yes, they do. Um, so they do have to cross a river here. Um, so they can do so. It's just going to take them probably, it's going to take them the better part of the whole day to move that one hex. Um, but they, But they can do that. Yeah. Gonna have to talk to somebody about building the bridge up there. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, these guys here. We want to move to. Yeah, get them in Timberwood. Yeah, get that stack going on. Should we have? Feels like playing Civ Four. Have those guys fight these guys? Yeah, and then they'll have advantage because. Be reinforced. Okay. And then us and the other group from the mountain we just continue to get closer to that. That yep. general. Yep. Yep. Um, you actually hear from um, this battle here um, actually ends in a stalemate, despite the advantages of having everybody there. Um, both sides suffer casualties. These Duragar kind of stand tall. Um, um, but um, basically, this is what the troop dis distribution looks like. Is basically, one's got two injuries, one's got one, while the other Duragar force has two. Um, as you guys come down here, uh, these Duragar do attempt to um, make their attack. Um, you guys have the biggest advantage um, as far as, like, um, troop... Uh, um, bolstering and stuff like that is concerned. So um, it's going to change my rolls for the the size of the dice, but where you... It's kind of tough to explain, but basically because you have stronger units going up against slightly weaker ones and you outnumber them, but not so much that it's... it's in, but, but also because you're fortified, it kind of manipulates a lot of this aspects of this battle, so it's a little tricky. Um, you hear um, from down here, this unit actually is um, taken out um, and then this unit is actually heavily damaged, um, but kind of keeps um, their hang on to it. But um, it sounds like, from what you hear, the strong unit here is actually pursuing them as a lot of these these troops actually retreat um, up a hex. Kill. And then up Bro, here, kill. up here, uh, these Durgar are going to try to attack this weakened one that's got the high ground. Um, um, and these guys actually hold them off to a stalemate. Um, they are able to kind of hold their ground, but they're doing—they're pretty in pretty rough shape. Um, 
considerably. <laughs> um, but they are kind of able to hold their ground there on the uh, on the hilltops there um, as they kind of sit there. But um, they take some losses. And then you guys, I am guessing, are wanting to go, whoop, not all the way over there, um, up here. Yeah, we want to go all the way over there. <laughs> Let's go right to the guy. <laughs> um, the hexes kind of make it kind of funky um, as far as the travel is concerned. Um, but basically, because you guys were here, you're able to kind of base, it would be two days to get to where that guy is, basically. There's just not a really good way to show that on the map. I got you. Yeah. All right. I have a so you guys question are one day away. Go ahead. Okay, so this big bad Durvar, he is the general, right? As far as we know. Yeah, I was yeah. Just, as far as we're aware. Could be so, your dad. <laughs> my father is not a Durgar. <laughs> um, as far as you know, um, there is one major kind of general that's kind of leading the whole force. It would appear that a lot, and from basically what your scouts have told you, is that a number of the troops that are being reinforced here and kind of start here and then um, push their way out are being backfilled by the activities that are going on inside the Witchworm Tomb, which happens to also be at the base of the mountain here at this location. Um, there has there has been sightings of this general in the area, but it would also sound like that he is probably also that also stays within the tomb in order to assist in whatever's going on in there as well. But that's about all the information you have is because if the scouts got any closer, they would never return. Time to kick down some doors. So, boys, I have a question for you all. Yeah. Go ahead. They want me, right? Yeah. I'm assuming that's why this is all happening. I mean, that's you offering stuff. Where are you headed with this? Why don't we try to lure him into talking? Just talking. Oh, we can we can just give you to him if you want. We say. Let me clarify one thing for everybody. The reason why this um, particular token is so large is that there is literally a fortification of more of these Duragar standing outside the tomb. Right, here, right. In this particular position. Between you and the other unit, you are still dwarfed in size compared to the number of troops that are involved in this particular unit by themselves. What so, if we was to send I just want to give letter. you guys some context. Well, that's okay. kind of a situation you're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What if we were yeah. to send that's... some sort of letter? Maybe have some sort of meetup? Obviously, he's not going to come alone. But maybe we can have some sort of... I don't know the word, right word to use. I'm not good with battle strategy. But we can maybe try to just take the head off the, big, the, the main... Hi. Yeah, I mean, we want to set a trap. He is set going a to expecting a trap, but if we can hit him hard enough and fast enough, or like, is that what we want to do? Or I mean, because you take I the mean, head off the chicken, it can't really go anywhere. 
I'll stop trying to say moron quotes. <laughs> oh God, Mori, I've been spending too much time with you. <laughs> I think what you meant to say was even with a chicken, he'll still crap himself. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the way you're thinking. I just, I don't know if presenting you to an army of Duragar is going to benefit us like you think. Okay. Long shot. What if you send them the message that we have Juliet, right? I doubt the general's going to show up himself. I don't know. I wouldn't. I would send. I would send my men. Uh, you know, in a situation like this where I am invading specifically for someone or something. Uh, but maybe we can take out that unit and sneak back in disguised as them. Uh, it's... Unless you have some sort of disguise kit that can make us like four foot two. I, I think... Did you and I surely might have a difficult time with that. But what we can do, just just a, a thought, we have our men waiting, poached, we set the meeting, we set the trap, whatever, and we try to take them out. Now, there's another thing, Shirley, that you said a long time ago. What feels like forever. God, it has been forever. It's been months. <sighs> the frogs. Frogs. Remember the... Were they frog people? Something. Something that the group wanted us to get. Yeah, up near Pine Mall. Right? Yeah, that yeah, that place. So you think we wore them up there? Maybe. Frogs? Frog people? Our people? Their people? Us? Make it one giant fight. Why don't we just clear the battlefield of all the other Jurgar first, and then uh, see if more come from the general? So, because we've done that twice now, and they have coming from the general, right? If he sends another wave out, maybe he won't have any more reinforcements around him. But there's always going to be more Jurgar. There's we're risking we're already I, I feel like I would have I would have told the, the group that like the ones coming from Pinewall that's all we have this is this is it our men are low their men I don't think is very low do you know how many Dorgar are in the Underdark alright 
I like Juliet's idea of setting a trap. It's not foolproof, but it's worth a shot. Um, Why don't we try to find another Trex and have that uh, help us fight? Maybe two of them. Somebody killed Dino. I could have made him a friend. Yep. So, that was pretty effective last time. I know. He was uh, really nice. As much as I hate to do this, if if there's like a, a messenger or like a, a messenger bird or something in the unit, I want yes. to send the petition to Dreadmire for aid. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a good call. Basically, I will offer them good diplomatic relations. We're not friendly at this point, but we could be if they help stop this invasion. That will affect them too. Gurgar wipe us out. They're surely going to come for Dreadmire. Well, Juliet's not in Dreadmire, so they probably won't. Yeah, but they're, I mean, they've taken out how many towns? Yeah, looking for her. Well, right. But they it, know where she is now. You're using so, far too much logic. I want to get these players <laughs> out here to help us fight. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that. We're not going to tell them that. We're going to admit. Yeah, we need the reinforcements. So, let's yeah. try to get more reinforcements. Let's send a letter. Let's set a trap. I will be there. Worst thing comes to worst, they take me. Get to see mom again. Yay. If they're working for your mother. True. Well, whatever they can, whatever they would do to me is nothing compared to what my mother would do to me. Let's try not to let that happen. All right. But let's let's plan something bigger. Instead of constantly losing men after men after men. So, I really don't want to lose you guys again. I don't want to lose any of you either. Or any more of my people. All right. So do we want to move here or here? You trust? Is there any like situational advantage to either of these? Funny you say that. Um, so the spot within the trees is it's a tact. It's a pretty good tactful positioning because you are able to kind of come in um, from an angle where you have some cover and get pretty close before you'd be noticed. Tricky part is, is that you end up kind of approaching dead on from uh, from the woods. So like as soon as you come out into the open, it's gonna be pretty obvious where you are. Um, traveling at the base of the mountain, 
is a little more dangerous in general just because of the wildlife that kind of exists in and around that area however you would be you'd be able to basically kind of come down in from the hills and kind of almost hide within the rocks and stuff like that as you approach maybe not being noticed by the the greater force but you might be able to kind of maneuver and posture your party in a way that might be able to get you kind of closer to your actual goal of whatever you're trying to achieve all right then i think that's what we should do Um, how do you want to word your petition to Dreadmire? Because it's going to come from your your help, is. It's going to come from your father. You have the ability to have, because your father, while there is very tenuous relationships with, um, between the two nations, there is a way to kind of communicate with them. However, you are also going to have to convince your father in order to be able to do this as well. In not so certain terms. Right. So just that like i'm gonna be honest with them like we will reopen negotiations as opposed to oh you're sending a message <laughs> okay you get 25 words <laughs> uh, well, that doesn't count Yeah, just that I want to reopen negotiations with them. And reopen negotiations with them. That's four. <laughs> require additional support. Situation critical. Attempting ambush on enemy general. You have five left? Uh, you have, well, it's 25 words, so you've got 11 left. Okay. Durgar will not stop with us. Six left. Six. You have six left, yep. Uh, you don't have to use all of them. You can just be like, do 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 if you want. Yeah. You could reply back to this message. <laughs> you pooping? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sick references, bro. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think that's it. Okay. Um, you hear back the response from your father. <clears throat> I don't like it. But. I trust your judgment. Be careful. That's it. And you get bird, you get um, word back from your father. 
unfortunately the pleas to Dreadmire uh, fall on deaf ears. Okay. That's cool. They're next. <laughs> Take me there, and then we'll lure the door guard there. <laughs> well, maybe we should send a note to the general, say, yo, if you're looking for Juliet, she's in Dreadmire. <laughs> she moved by night. She's in Dreadmire. <laughs> Game. Teleportation They dare you to come there. Yeah. <laughs> Any good news yet? worth a shot. All right. So, with that said, are you guys, as you guys travel through the afternoon and day of this particular day's travel, do you choose to, how do you choose to travel? Do you guys choose to stay kind of closer within the mountains in order to kind of avoid um, basically being seen by um, any of the troops that are moving in and around at the base of the mountain? Do you guys choose to walk along the base and kind of hug the edge of it? Um, what are you guys looking specifically to do? You guys want to be stealthy about this? Yeah, I was going to say, I think, like you said, we want to kind of hug the the mountain as best we can. That way, if we do get spotted, we can kind of scamper up into the hills and mm-hmm. you know, at least have the high ground. I agree. All right. Um, if that is going to be the case, I will need everyone to roll stealth checks as they kind of traverse through the mountain. Yay. Alright. Hi. Alright, guys. They see us. <laughs> it's a group check. It's a group check. I was gonna say, I'm I'm gonna burn a enhance ability here. And go ahead and do mine. Twenty. Yes. I just gotta find it. You still punch. Cool. I'm glad I spent the spell. Mm-hmm. Um. So with a group check, we got a 19, a 20, a 15, and a seven. Um. Okay. Oh, mine's a 19 because I used enhance ability. That's what I said. 19, a 20, a 15, and a seven. Oh, I thought more hands. Oh, I thought his was the 19. I got all excited. Nope. Well. 15's darn good for me. You didn't really, you're good doing it, big guy. <laughs> I actually couldn't ask for much better than that. Hmm. Um, so, you guys uh, travel through uh, the mountains. Um, doing so, you at one point um, approach... Um, over the course, you're not spotted, um, but as you're kind of creeping along the edge, you actually see um, what appears to be a rather tall, large creature. Um, stands about 12 feet tall, um, kind of grotesque, long arms, kind of green in color. Um, like different warts and pustules kind of cover this creature. Uh, it's got this kind of like long, almost like, um, I almost want to say, uh, uh, hemp like, um, like hair that kind of comes down in strands. The claws that it has are just really long and elongated, and are, it, it's definitely something that you feel that 
you might be able to manage, but it's definitely something that's definitely going to slow your progress if you... Oh! ...deal with it. But it hasn't seen you yet as you come up to it and approach it. It's currently kind of in its own... It's um, Right now, it's actually in the process of uh, climbing... Um, up the side of a cliff face. Uh, the kind of... would, uh, would I know what creature type it is? Um, based on your... Like my background history study, would I know, based on this morning, would I know if it's an aberration faith theme? Um, it's not either of those things, but you okay. do recognize that these things aren't uncommon, especially in this kind of mountainous area. And you know this um, as uh, as part of your kind of upbringing in general. Um, this is a troll, but it's much more of a mountain-based variant of a traditional troll. As far as this one doesn't like live in a swamp or anything like that. It just happens to be kind of like a mountainous uh, troll that kind of lives in these areas. Yeah. I think we should leave it alone. Agreed. We have bigger fish to fry, unfortunately. Maybe we'll get it next time, Ori. And we yeah, can try no. to juggle its head. My only concern is, uh, I wonder if we could get this thing to help us in a way. So, hmm. I'm sure he's here looking for one of two things, food or Leah. some kind of, sometimes they like to, to go after just shiny things, not like they need money, but shiny things. And if we could point him towards a uh, the entrance to that cave, well, he might be able to wreak a little bit of havoc. I just don't know if we can do that. I mean, we had that that luck with the the treks that once. I don't know if we'd be that lucky again. And I don't even know if we need it to fight with us as much as we just need it to distract as we try to get in. But he won't last long with a bunch of Duragar, but any kind of distraction might help us. So... Can I, do I know anything about, like, the trolls in this region? Like, um, do I know, like, are they just mindless beasts? Or, like, do they have a language, a society? Like, do they... Give me a history check. All right, then. Yeah, with 22, um, you know that generally, especially in these mountainous forms of trolls, they don't really have like tribes necessarily. They're more, they kind of are like lone kind of beasts. They are very, very feral, especially these mountain variants. They're much more feral than you would see um, out of your swamp based kind of um, troll creatures. Uh, they pretty, they're pretty ruthless. They tend to eat their own children. They're, they're very, yeah, they're bad, they're bad news. <laughs> And as far as, like, languages that they speak, 
I mean, they speak kind of like a general giant kin to an extent, but it's much more guttural and basic. Um, I speak giant, usually, that's why I was... But they don't usually have to communicate. They usually communicate by tearing things heads off. All right. Yeah, I, I think we should just try and slip past it. I, they're not, they're not, I don't want to say smart enough, but they're, they're too brutal to, you know. Uh, makes like, sense. I, I don't have any good way of like making him. I personally do not believe in enchantment magics. I've dabbled, but I find that forcing other beings to do my bidding is not my style, to say the least. Understood. Then we leave it. Then we leave it. Alright. And you and you are, and you are able to kind of back away slowly but surely. Good is there. Slowly but surely away from this beast. Without it noticing you. You continue on until you reach the end of your day. And knowing you're one day out from your destination, this kind of almost you almost knew that this day might come where you might have to kind of encroach upon this area. Looks like it might be due to the next dawn. And with that, we're going to go to break. Uh, so, folks, uh, if you're here for the dice, congratulations, we're at that point. Um, so if you want to get a chance to enter your name into the dice giveaway, the secret code word tonight is troll. Make sure you enter troll into the chat and we will be sure to get you your free dice if you win. So we'll pick one after the break here. Until then, um, hang out, talk, chit chat. Um, also check out some of the stuff on the Discord and uh, get your homebrews maybe featured in a future episode here in the live campaign. But until then, we'll see you after the break. Oh, look at all the plus ones there, everybody. Uh, welcome back. Uh, so. The winner of the dice giveaway is going to be Papa Bam XO, or Kisses and Hugs, or Hugs and Kisses, Ooh. however you pronounce that. Um, so Damn. check your direct messages there on the uh, on the Twitch side of things and your uh, direct messages in the chats, um, and we will get some information for you and send you your free dice. Um, so last we left off, you guys were um, meandering your way into uh, the evening, um, the night before, prior to your... Um, final day's travel and your encounter and kind of seeing um, the camp uh, of these Durgar. So um, where you are traveling with another unit, um, you will still have the checks to make, but again, they are with advantage as you're going through these. Um, so with that in mind, what would you guys like to do in order to make your travel hopefully uneventful besides the troll that you've already seen? I'll do the same as last time. I'll just uh, fly up my broom and get a bird's eye perspective. All right, go ahead and fly up. Perception check, buddy. That's going to be a pass, whatever it is, because I saw 17. So 23, uh, you are able to kind of fly around, keep a good eye out. You actually do see from your kind of perspective, you can see kind of a rather large force of Duragar kind of all camped out in front of um, 
kind of at the base um, further off and you can see large enough that you can see it considering that it's still a day's travel out you can see this large mass of what is more of this army probably at least what amounts to another four or five more units per se of more Duragar, in addition to a number of these um, similar creatures you've seen before and, de and dealt with before with the large eyeballs and the multiple tentacles um, with the other eyeballs at the end of these kind of eye stalks in addition to um, a number of other strange looking creatures um, along with them including um, some very interesting almost like goblin like humanoid um, creatures that uh, carry around uh, these almost that uh, and it's hard to pick this out from your perspective but you can kind of see off in the distance that there's some other creatures as well um, and I make out what they would be if they're underdark creatures you will once you get close enough to see more than just their outlines Who's next? Um, what can I use for? Um, or use deception. How can I possibly use athletics? There's plenty of ways you can use athletics. You could jump. We're in the mountains. Like you can use it to like climb a cliff. You can use it to like. Uh, jump from rock to rock like you can jump over a chasm or chasm <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a rope in hand so that way you can aid your fellow party members across so you can go ahead and be the person that climbs up a sheer cliff face and then ties it off at the top so everyone can climb up easier there's plenty of ways you can mess around princess with this bride style i'm gonna princess do that one <laughs> okay princess bride style all right go ahead and roll your athletics check okay uh you win you have a plus one if you want to use it. Uh, let's see, what did I get? So I got 13. Now you're at a 13. Yeah, I'll use my plus one. Okay. Uh, with your plus one cashed in, you are able to climb up. It takes you a little bit of extra effort, but you are able to kind of climb up what a, a cliff face and actually uh, drive some pitons on your way up and actually eventually um, stick some rope in as well. So you're able to kind of make it an easier journey for your friends to kind of climb up to the top of this cliff. Um, here on the in the mountains here and that is a, another success Morhoron. can i see the encampment from here of the like the dirt um like the tim it could because he could get a good bird's eye view now you're at the top of this cliff face you can kind of see it off in the distance but it's kind of hard to pick out all right so i won't use that one how about I just want to spend some time thinking about uh, previous battles that I've read about, heard about, uh, these type of scenarios. Just try to think back on, on things I've heard about and see if I can come up with a strategy that might help us. Think back about previous battles that I've read about. about heard yeah, about. That, would be, that would be a history check to kind of glean some kind of strategy. That's what I was going I had a feeling. With a slowly loaded 10. You have yeah, a plus one. Yeah, yeah I'll plus... use the plus one. 11's better than 10. It's better than the average. <laughs> it's one better. Um, it's uh, it's better than the average. That's what I've been told uh, my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> um, with a 11, you are able to kind of discern 
there's a number of different ways and strategies that you can go about it. There's, um, you know of a number of famous battles that have used flanking in order to be able to kind of get a um, upper hand on your opponent. Um, diversion is another great one. If you can, and the one that you feel instinctually might be able to help you in this particular scenario might be something that'll allow you to occupy a majority of part of the force to get behind and get into an area that's less guarded that seems to probably be the most instinctual way you can kind of come up with something but how you would do that especially in this kind of like at the base of this mountain it's kind of a little bit more open um if i move this character token if it'll let me it's kind of more open so it might be very difficult but there's an opportunity for it so you might have to rack your brain around it a little bit more to figure out how you can create some sort of diversion. That's a tactic that you could use, not necessarily the one you have to use, um, but it's something that could help you here in this particular scenario. Right. And then Shirley. All right. So I am frankly concerned and have been for quite some time about the ambient temperature. Um so I want to make a nature check to just like I'm yeah. not sure I want to say either recall anything that I know about Darktop or to just keep an eye on like the ridge lines, any of that kind of stuff like yeah go ahead and give me a nature check Uh, with an 18, uh, one thing that you do know and you have noticed and, and can recognize, um, now that you're much closer to the dark top, you've heard rumors from some people that have been traveling that um, the dark top might have erupted. And um, without like giving it completely away, it has erupted. And you can actually kind of feel the radiant heat coming off as you're getting closer and closer to dark top mountain. Um, you see. It's, it's not currently actively erupting, but you can see the kind of the slow lava flows that have kind of begun to cool um, as they've kind of rippled down the mountain. You also see a number of different um, kind of black, almost volcanic kind of rock that has kind of like spewed out as you've been kind of traveling around and kind of been like kind of, it's been crunching underneath your feet as you've, as you've been walking around. There's something there. Darktop's never erupted any, like until recently. So there's something going on here, but you're not sure about what it would be. But even still, it doesn't get much warmer next. It gets warmer, but it it doesn't. It I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. It's definitely much warmer as you get closer to the dark top, but not as much as you think it would be, considering it's an actively erupting or. It's an active volcano now. Yeah, recently or, you know. Recently active. So something is stirred. You, you feel like something might have, like innately, you might feel like something has stirred something within this mountain, but you're not 100% sure. But it's not the only thing at play. There might be something else going on, but you're not 100% sure. Uh, I'm going to tell everybody else. We need to tread very carefully. Why, uh, why do you think that? And I'm going to point at the mountain. There have been rumors. And 
in in the past, Darktop has erupted. To clarify, uh, Ben, uh, the rumors of Darktop erupting literally started coming to your ear a week ago. Not like months ago or years ago, right. a week ago. Okay. All two right. Yeah, like a week or two ago. So it's not like it's been that long. Okay. But there are far worse things than trolls that make their homes in the mountains. And they're just fine with volcanoes. Be great if it could just erupt and then take out the Durgar. Did Durgar come from the volcano? Just a waiting game now. Well, maybe we can figure out a way to erupt the volcano. Yeah, work. Unless there's something else in there. Maybe we can command the halfling troops to climb the mountain and jump in. I thought we were Why gonna... would we sacrifice the halflings? Maybe it'll make it erupt. So you want to sacrifice the halflings? Oh, well, I guess we could sacrifice you instead. Oh, Timic. Just we're all on the same page. I'm talking about dragons. Uh, uh, and then I'm going to keep walking. Timic started uh, it. Timic, did, did he just say dragons? I haven't seen any dragons. I'm in the sky all the time in my room. I haven't seen any dragons. I mean, we can't Hopefully really. Hopefully, I am very wrong and just being paranoid. I think you're just being paranoid. So for an overall history lesson for everybody here, dragons haven't been around for thousands of years. And I've never seen Duragar before. True. Just want to give you some context as well. They haven't been seen for thousands of years. Um, they have been believed to be locked behind some sort of veil that's kept them at bay for some time now. So you're saying there's a chance. So tell me that's a chance. <laughs> Do we have Samsonite beef briefcase around here somewhere? <laughs> I'm <driving> away off. <laughs> um, DM, right. you should take control. This is a this is a very deep rabbit hole. We can get on. Nope, nope. I'm gonna let he going. <laughs> all right, no, no, no. We we gotta move here. Get in position. We gotta get a recon done. Okay. Why don't we switch the stream over so we can see what's going on there? Big emoji explosion. Thank you, uh, by the way, um, Sigmir, for the uh, fall. As you guys kind of look at this, so you do have the. Let's let's do first things first. Let's get some of your other troops kind of moved around just to get it all done. Um, so let's start up in Pine Wall. What do you want them to do? Oh yeah, I mean. They need they need to come yeah get down here and help these bad boys out. All right, bam. Do it. They should they should be able to get there in the next day. Uh, then the Timberwood guys that are chasing need to go kill these guys. Okay, I'm gonna roll for that right now. They have a significant advantage. 
murder. Damn, what's at the Shadow Moor? I know we have like half orcs at the Dreadmire, right? What's at the Shadow Moor? Um, actually, at the Dreadmire, you know it to be a slaver city, so it's not necessarily. I mean, there are half orcs that live there. There are also um, dwarves that live there. There are also humans that live there. Um, some of them not by choice. So there's a lot of individuals that kind of live there. Um, in the Shadow War, you have basically what amounts to a very um, rough and tumble, I'm just going to say pirate-like shantytown. Um, okay. There are, you know, there is, you know, capable man-at-arms that could do some damage and, like, you know, have the ability to do, st do certain things and be very effective. Um, you also would be aligning yourself with pirates. So that's the kind of a risk you have to kind of take there as well. There, it's kind of a tricky spot because, like, you, like, you guys have figured out in a, in a way that you've gotten, like, kind of one of the good neutral allies in Thistlebrush to kind of help you out. But Dreadmire and Shadowmoor are kind of your more degenerate-type folks, so it's kind of one of those tricky situations. You guys did try to get Dreadmire to help, and unfortunately okay. they said no. Right now we have Shirley's kind of people. We're looking for mine and Juliet's kind of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, to uh, clarify something that's going on down here, uh, this unit is destroyed by your own units. So that is easily handled. Um, you also do learn, however, though. Oops, that's not what I wanted. You don't randomly start spawning units. <laughs> Why not? No, that's not how that works. They do, we do. I mean, it's kind of... Um, there are some troop movements here of a couple of units that move out. Oops. I don't know why there's four Durgar up there, but that's not right. Now, from our perspective, do we see these units? Do we see where they come from? Do we... You see that a number of them come from this force right here. They come out from this force and originate from there, but then they are also almost... You can see movements coming in and out of an area here at the base of the mountain, and you see almost just as many come in to replace them as well. So it doesn't look like we're thinning at all. It looks like it's they're just continuing. To... Yes. Okay, that's Whoa. Awesome. So this waiting game thing we're thinking about, it's just not an option. No. No. I'm starting to like the idea of erupting this mountain <laughs> i'm sorry I, I i must have missed that option when we were discussing this <laughs> i think timic might have mentioned it the halflings minus he wanted the half the halflings to bring the ring to mordor but that wasn't what you guys decided to do unfortunately <laughs> i see what you did there i had this friend uh joe that used to sacrifice things to a volcano no. Maybe if we do that, we can get this thing to erupt. DM, uh, is there any way that I can um, sneak away from the group just for a moment and see if I can talk to a uh, a blue-eyed uh, tiger? <laughs> a blue-eyed white tiger? Oh. 
There might be a way. Okay. That's what I would do right now. After okay. seeing this feeling completely defeated, I'd look to the three and be like, I'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah. Sam. What would you like to do to try to gain his favor? Um, I'd slice my hand. Okay. And I'd feed the blade. And I would tell him to come forth. I can never pronounce his name. Rashik. Shakas. Shakas. There you go. Shakas. <laughs> you gotta have that. <laughs> Check Hello, child. All right. I don't got time for niceties and, and all this. I have a question. I want to see, do you have an answer for me? I always have an answer for you. Uh, why do you have to always make it sound so creepy? <laughs> you are my champion. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Have you have you seen forth what's been going on with the Durgar, with everything? I have. You've kept me well fed. I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Anytime. How can we win this fight? What advice do you have? Mm. These Durgar are not native to your world. They're being almost <clears throat> spawned in and crossed over from their normal home plane. If you cut this gate, you will choke them out. Is the gate inside the volcano? Mountain? This thing back here behind me? I think you know the answer to that. That's what I was scared of. Greatness doesn't come easy, Juliet. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Ass. What's the matter, child? Have I not given you everything you wanted so far? Oh, I don't know. You have my soul. This is true. I give you life. What have you done with it? You've killed a bunch of Dorgar. Mm-hmm. Killed some more shit. Mm-hmm. And how does that make you feel? Pretty good. See? 
Don't always I... look to the negative parts of life. It'll torture you. I'm not looking to just be a killing machine. I'm not just looking to be your weapon. Fair. DM, how long would she have been gone at this Um, in real time. However, like about five mm-hmm. minutes or so. I, uh, I might start getting suspiciously weird about why she's off by herself this long in this kind of area. Okay. Go ahead and give me a uh, just a general insight check. Come on, Foundry. Do your thing. There we go. Well, uh, so with a 12, um, you feel like something's up, but uh, you're not really sure what it is. And it takes you kind of think on it for a little while before you kind of give it the kind of breathing room it needs before you approach. Okay. So. So we go inside this place back here. Mm -hmm. We find it's veil, I guess you want to call it. Veil, gate, whatever. Do you know how we're going to be able to turn it off? That part eludes me. However, I'm sure the mechanism to destroy it will be make itself known when you find it. Okay. Keep in Last mind, question. Go ahead. Oh, go on. No, oh. it's fine. Last question. What do they want with me exactly? I'll cut my my hand a little bit more and I'll feed him more blood. They We have a common enemy. They seek to control you. I'm not sure how. Why? Best be careful. That's vague. Unfortunately, I can't give complete absolutes. Are you a god? Straight up. Of sorts. Awkward. Would you be able to grant me healing powers? not anything I've ever tried before. 
I suppose if I can help inflict pain, I could probably take it away. We'll touch base on this on, on another day. Because I do have questions. <laughs> You're a curious one. It's good. Keep it. My Juliet. Now, was he physically there in person, or was she just hearing him? She is just hearing him. She does, so it's kind of weird. Um, you kind of come to the tail end of this, and you actually do observe her eyes almost kind of like turn white into the back of her head. And then as you kind of walk up to her, you see her, her like kind of the pink colors of her eyes kind of focus, and it's like she almost like comes back. Juliet, during these visions, like whether you're asleep or whether you're conscious, you feel his presence within you and you kind of almost feel him in your mind as if he's there like present and you you can actually like see and like kind of you feel and see his presence like just mostly just his facial presence but he's there he's just not physically in front of you you almost see him within your mind's eye by that time did you already come find me Maury? yeah I think I'm walking up right now yeah, you walk up as she kind of like focuses back in and is almost back present among you. Hey, Mari. I'll grab her hand. Um, this isn't the first time that you've done this. You know that I am with you, whatever you decide to do, but. And I kind of just like tap the open wound it's still bloody and say uh this th this isn't this isn't right i don't know what this leads to what this is but we got to figure this out your scar or the godlike thing that i follow I think we both got some crap to figure out. Uh, Moron, I do have um, some information that might uh, help us. And I pull, I show you my hand. I'm still kind of bloody. Um, I talked to, uh, we'll call him my patron. All right. Well, he told me how we can stop the Durgar army from crossing. Uh, he also said they're not from my plane. Um, and they are looking to control me. Don't know why. I'm just a drow. Not to me, but... All right. This, uh, I'd be real careful because I have concerns that this patron of yours, uh, if he's talking, he's lying. So I, I'm assured the information is good, but let's just tread carefully. Big guy, I don't trust him as far as I could throw him. And that's not very far. Okay. And I don't care that he can hear me right now. 
I saw you rip two hearts out of a big gray ugly thing, so I think you could probably chuck him pretty good. But we got to get inside the uh, the place back there. That I can get behind. And he told me we can shut it down. The mechanism will present itself when we find it. And um, yeah, we can stop them, choke them out, take down the rest of them, stop the invasion. Sounds like we know what we're doing then. I'll kind of grab her by her ears, give her a kiss on the forehead, and start heading back. Let's go. Okay. Um, so we got a little bit uh, sidetracked here, but we'll go back over here just for a second. Um, I need to figure out what your guys' plan is for this area and whoops this area because we moved everyone else except for that kind of grouping there about whether or not you want to keep this guy fortified or if you guys want what do you want to do with these guys well uh, the question is with these guys that are fortified if they retreat are they are the Durgar going to be able to catch them and attack them? Like, can they... Oh, did I? Did I mute myself? Mm-hmm. No, you didn't mute yourself. We're just ignoring you. No. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you did. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe, no. Like, we see the, the reinforcements of the Durgar come out. Maybe we should have our troops go back and just fortify the towns of Dare Meadow, Timberwood, take defensive positions. It seems that these reinforcements are not going to slow. Yeah. Instead of going full frontal attack on them, just sit back and defend so like these guys to deer meadow and yeah guys back to here there's another unit here by the way yeah i would say yeah the same well, maybe we should take out have them take out these guys first or at least try before they retreat if there's two two units there take them out and then jump back you have that option yep Is that the plan? It's up to you. It's your kingdom. <laughs> no, I'm asking you. It's your orders. <laughs> no, it's up to it's up to Ben. It's his kingdom. Oh, I thought you meant me. I was like, what? Watch <laughs> <laughs> Shirley. The executive decision. Just have them all pull back to Deer Meadow. Okay. They've sacrificed enough. Okay. And that. And then these guys up here, like I said, I'd, I'd like to have them pull back 
if these okay. guys can get to them at the same token. Um, they already traveled on this uh, particular day, but by the next day they will be. This this force won't be able to catch up to them in time. So you have kind oh. of, in a way, saved this grouping. All right. And then I guess we want to move to here. Okay. All right. So, as you approach... As you approach the uh, the camp, you get a little bit closer and you get a better eye on what you're kind of seeing. And because you are coming in from the, the mountainside, um, you don't have to roll uh, stealth quite yet um, as you approach. You are able to observe from your location uh, a number of these, kind of what I've already described. Um, more Duragor. Um, different kind of uh, levels of station as well. There seems to be some that have more skill sets than others, similar to what you've actually fought already. Um, in addition, there also appear to be a number of Duragar that have almost like these kind of strange looking machines that a couple of them have kind of taken up as kind of like body suits to an extent um, that are very like crude and I mean, they're they're well crafted, but they're made out of very crude kind of bashed together metal metals and minerals and other odds and ends kind of that have just been like haphazardly kind of put together but they function very well and they accomplish what they're supposed to do um, in addition to that you also do see a number of the spectator creatures that you guys have dealt with before um, more gazers in addition to um, some measles actually um, ironically um, that almost uh, they kind of stick to themselves but it kind of they're also within and integrated within these kind of different troops and kind of stuff that are being fortified here um as far as would see oh sorry yeah, other than that um you kind of see that they're kind of organized in these kind of separate little like um uh factions i guess is the best way you can put it just like kind of different pockets of them kind of um in their own kind of little small encampments where they kind of almost appear to be kind of grouping up and training together and kind of getting orders from different folks in order to be able to move their way out um and you know kind of like kind of a big giant gathering of organization just to kind of like make sure that they can create full units before they send them out it's a very it's well organized um but and there is a lot of them more than what you have here with your kind of small group in your own unit plus the unit that you've traveled with as more would see the uh the apple or not the um, what are those things called uh i'm just gonna kind of grab his hand like it's okay we are going to kill him when we have the chance. Yeah. Um, I can contain myself for the safety of the group. I appreciate your support. I'll help you take its eye socks off. That'll be uh, quite the fun date we have together. Look forward to it. here <laughs> yes how severely outmatched are we um extremely uh as far as numbers sheer numbers are concerned that it's it's it'd be ridiculous it'd be foolish in fact 
to even con to even consider it, unfortunately. I know, I wish I could give you a fighting chance, but there is a number of units here. You would probably need most of what you have remaining in your troops that are fortified right now just to even consider defending against an assault against a force this large all at once. Is there any way that we can get into the uh, the mountain? The mount of the mountain? Or the volcano, whatever it is? Um, yeah, so as you guys kind of also approach this area, one thing I also want to um, bring up From the exterior of this mountainside, you actually see, um, as you guys kind of peer over, kind of like from an angle, so you can kind of see, you see the standing about 100 feet tall, you see what appears to be very large stone sculptured statues that kind of sit mirrored um, of each other, of a of a um, relatively, um, pardon me for one second, of human make. They um, are both sitting at one knee with large great axes kind of holding onto them. You can actually also see man-made and man-carved almost stone um, facade that kind of covers this front of the mountainside with different geometric shapes with all kind of focusing in on one central kind of um, what appears to be an entrance to whatever to this, what you can only assume is the Tomb of the Witchworm. Um, leading up to it, you actually see a very large landing with a large number of uh, at least, um, takes it's about 30 feet up um, stairs that kind of ascend to this platform into the, then this entrance. And on either side of the entrance is these two rather large 100 foot tall statues. This is, from your history that you know, Shirley, this is kind of a resting place for a number of individuals who died in the Battle of Witchworm, which was actually a large, fairly large battle um, between the forces of the kingdom and Rave Cinder, who is known as the Black Scourge. Um, some, uh, I can get you the exact numbers, but thousands of years ago. This is where a number of individuals were actually buried who were considered to be major players within that conflict who fell. Um, and that is where this, at the base of these stairs, is where this army is kind of collected. And you can actually see kind of maneuvering up and down and in and around this area, more um, of these Durgar individuals kind of like going in and out and kind of um, maneuvering around. Um, and that's what you can see. So you know roughly, you, you can tell where they're coming from. I would have told Shirley uh, everything that my patron would have said. We need to get into there. Okay. Let's do it. So. <laughs> it is currently about mid to late afternoon right now. So the sun has started to kind of set in the sky. Easy to move when it's daylight with these things, right? They sleep during the day? Yeah, that's what I remember hearing as well. I would say, so. yeah, do they, do they seem to be like 
suspended down? Is there like less of them on, or is it just like business as usual? It would appear to be almost business as usual. It doesn't seem that the daylight has really perturbed them or stopped them from doing what they're doing. And keep in mind, it's not like the entire camp is bustling. Like it's like a good chunk of probably like over 65 to 70% of the camp. There's like a number of like pockets where like people are kind of settled in, but it's kind of like Manhattan. It's a, it doesn't sleep like, or it's kind of like Vegas. Like they, it, it doesn't seem like the whole entire unit like beds down all together all at once. Like it's, it's like kind of like a big moving cog. It's a well-organized military machine. Unfortunately, it's not as simple as waiting for them to all fall asleep. <laughs> they never all are. <laughs> right. We're always taking shifts. Do I need to? Okay. So, first thing I want to do is like send a message basically detailing the situation here uh, and our location uh, back to the Duke. Okay. Uh, there's, there's no way to like get images or anything through like magical means or anything right like i can't like not in this kind of context no not I was really. like, yeah, there's no way i could be like hey yeah uh, you guys got a map of the witchborn tomb by any chance <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> however maybe give me a history check before you get too much down to this rabbit hole gonna say maybe i was a good student and remember another way in i know the entire layout of the thing it's in the back of my head oh jesus christ no it's not a good student oh boy <laughs> no um much of the history um as far as you know and as far as many of your instructors when you were growing up know um this is actually kind of appropriate much of the history of this tomb and kind of the nature of who's buried here and why and like you know why but like it's not visited very much often. It's not kept up. It's not something that like people come frequently to visit primarily because those that have visited it have never came back. So it's been kind of like one of those situations where this tomb has kind of been like avoided over due to the, due to time. It's been known that it's a, it's not necessarily a place you want to kind of play around in and probably best to avoid in general. Okay. Well, I mean, if it looks like this is the only way in, are there like carts and that sort of thing going in and out? Um, occasionally there's a few like different, um, as like units come in and out, there is a number of like, uh, um, carts with like kind of weaponry and stuff like that, kind of like being shifted back and forth until they get to the top of the stairs and then they kind of like, They've created kind of a almost like a pulley system that kind of descends down the side of the kind of like 30 foot kind of clip edge clip side. There's like a set of stairs that's there, but then there's like a sheer kind of like drop 
on either side of the stairs where they are able to kind of like um, almost make they have like a couple of different like pulley systems that they've created that they can kind of like descend them up and down as needed. That looks like our way in. Now we just gotta get onto those carts. <laughs> so we're like looking down at this, right? Like we're, we're like you, above. You guys are not like straight over it. You're basically kind of you're at a point of the mountainside that kind of like jets out around it to kind of see where this is coming from. So think of it almost as if like you have almost like a 30 degree angled perspective on kind of like down towards like kind of like the millings of what's going on down at the ground surface level. So you're kind of above, but you're at almost like a, sh a 30 degree angle. So you can kind of see, you can see the door, you can see the two statues, you can see kind of like the overall facade of everything, but that's about all you can really see from this angle. In addition to the giant army that's also in front of it. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, there's nothing for it but to get in there, especially if we know that the portal's in there and that's what's going to... It seems like the only option. From what it sounds like, it is our only option, Maury. I hate to do this, but I'm going to ask these guys to attack and make a good show of it so we can get inside and shut them off. I'll explain to the commander like what's, you know, there is a portal inside. <laughs> we need to get in there and shut it down. And I need you and your men to make a distraction. If you can get away, great. But if not, I need you to distract them to the best of your ability. Um, the commander um, of the unit is someone you recognize. It's someone that you've actually had to deal with previously. Captain Reichel turns to you and says, and I knew what I was getting myself into coming out here. I'll make a good show of it. Sir. Good man. Hi. We'll make sure we do our job too. Please do. See that you take out these pieces of crap for what they are. Send them back to wherever they came from. For Nalgrim. For Nalgrim. Um, and with that, um, your troops begin, this unit begins to encroach upon here. 
Um, they begin the conflict. Um, you see a number of the uh, Durgar individuals. Um, from the angle that they're coming into, they do take their time to kind of come around and kind of flank around. So that way they're not just like coming straight from where you're coming from. Uh, and they posture themselves. So they actually draw a number of these Durgar away from the front of the gates or in front away from the front of the facade here. Um, they are able to kind of have them kind of lure a number of these forces away, giving you kind of that open opportunity for you to be able to kind of, um, at this point, a number of the individuals that kind of were guarding the exterior of this kind of area have kind of all moved to kind of like support the battlefront between the unit that is currently attempting guerrilla warfare coming out from um, the side of the mountainside and trying to kind of distract them then kind of dive back. They're, do they're doing it in a very tactful way. There, there are still casualties very quickly, um, but this is kind of, if you're going to take your window to kind of try to get inside, this is the time to do it. All right. Let's go. Christian. Okay. Um, go ahead and I need everyone to go ahead and give me a stealth check at advantage. I want to uh, cast Pass Without Trace. <laughs> that is great too. Do that. Bless you. Thank if, you. Thank uh, you. I had to restart my computer, so I'm still waiting <laughs> for Foundry. That's okay. Everybody gets a plus 10. I can roll it for you if you want, JD. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know what my modifier is. That's oh, okay. Gonna be plus ten, whatever I whatever I end up rolling for. Yeah. You, so. Cool. Oh, it looks like Foundry's the first thing that opens for all the tabs that reopened. <laughs> well, that's good, at least. And it's all at advantage. So we've got a twenty-seven for Juliet, a twenty-eight for Morhan, a twenty-seven for Shirley, and a twenty-nine for Timic. Nice. Even with his plus one. Ninjas. The stealth. <laughs> um, so you are able to, without a problem, you actually find that opportunity in that window and you kind of wait and wait and wait. And as you do, you're able to kind of maneuver and you're able to get inside into this um, kind of archway. As you guys get closer, you the, the figures that are surrounding it, those large, tall, 100-foot tall figures, they're very well constructed. In fact, it doesn't seem that the environment or weather or anything has really done anything to perturb them. They are almost perfection in the way that they've been designed and crafted. You're able to kind of enter in through this archway and inside you're able to kind of find, luckily for you, there is actually a stone kind of like tablet that you are able to then maneuver and posture to roll in front of if you so choose to. But that is up to you. Yeah, I must say, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, with that, um, it's not too difficult for the four of you to kind of maneuver this thing and roll it into place. You enter into the Witchworm Tomb. <laughs> the inside is actually fairly well lit, believe it or not. As you stand there looking in from the entryway halls, you actually see fairly... Um, well-constructed looking man-made halls with columns kind of supporting the um, above uh, ceiling, which is actually is not man-made itself is actually just sheer stone that kind of is over your head. But these stone columns kind of hold everything up in place along the side of this hallway are a number of braziers that kind of are all dark dot down the hallway with flames kind of licking out from each of them. Currently this hallway is quiet. 
as a tomb. And with that, we're going to see you guys all next week. So, <laughs> um, so, um, thanks guys. Um, again, good job, everyone. Um, so, uh, we will be back again next week, um, with the exciting conclusion of this kind of, uh, delve into the witchworm tomb. Um, again, if you haven't already, make sure you check out that discord channel because we got a lot of cool stuff coming in there. The homebrew halls, all that kind of cool stuff. Get your homebrews looked at, sign up for the newsletter, this stuff, links, all the things. Check it all out. And um, hope you guys enjoyed uh, what you've seen here. Thank you for spending your election night with us. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye now. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, everybody.